Hi, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we tell you about the rise and fall of your favorite, or rather least favorite, celebrity. I'm your host, Jose Angel. Joining me is my co-host and best friend, Katrina Rochelle. How are you doing today, Katrina? You know, I'm here today with all of you. That is lovely to hear. And not only are you here, but you're leading this episode. So who or what are we talking about today? I'm leading. (laughs) (laughs) I surprised both of us. I know, it's crazy. Well, I'm back with a part two. <laughs> a part two of Mr. Curtis Jackson, aka 50 Cent, 50 Cent, as some people call him. My favorite. A few weeks ago, I did the episode on 50 Cent, part one, and covered a couple of his long standing beefs in the industry with rappers Ja Rule and Rick Ross. I talked about his background and how he became famous and all that good stuff. And today we will continue that episode with this part two. Before I get accused of forgetting something or maybe false advertising, I just want to let the listeners and my fellow co-hosts know that in this part two, the two people I will not be talking about is his son Marquise, directly their beef, or Floyd Mayweather. And I will tell you why. You have to know yourself. And (laughs) I know myself and both in part one and in the second part last week, I tried to do at least a scaled down version of Floyd and 50. And let me tell you, it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, the Floyd and 50 segment has so much lore and history and back and forth and being bros and being enemies and being bros and being enemies again that I feel like with them, I need to do a final part three that is maybe just mainly 50 and Floyd featuring his son, or I save the Floyd and 50 fodder for when I ultimately cover controversial boxer Floyd Mayweather himself, Mm. which will definitely happen sometime. I see. I see. Every time you mention a new name, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about this beef with him. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, like 50 Cent stays busy with his beef. That It's funny that you're like, oh, you were thinking about because a lot of people always bring up Floyd when you bring up 50. And I thought, yeah, I should do a Floyd one. But then I was doing these two beefs. I was just like, mm, it doesn't really fit in. Uh, it's going to take up most of the time. Let me... Let me fine tune that and make it its own thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Either way, today we will be talking about 50 Cent and the mysterious beefs he ends up finding himself in, or as some others would say, puts himself in. Mm. Definitely weaseling his way in there for a little beef here and there. I mean, relevancy is the name of the game. That's what I was about to ask you. Do you think it's genuine, like, beef, or do you think it's partly for... He knows it's going to get, like, those clicks on his name. Um, I think both. I think he does have problems with people mentioning him because he has too much ego and pride. But I also think that 50 Cent's music hasn't been relevant and popular in a long time. So in the last, I would say, at least 10 years, when he starts ramping up that beef shit, it's mostly about being relevant than it is about him, like, setting the record straight. In my opinion. Did you say same? I said interesting. I, I pretty much feel the same. You said same. 
Thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to be as biased in this episode because listening back to that last episode, I was really biased against 50 Cent. Yeah. But he does just sound like, you know, a miserable person. And, you know, miserable people just do that type of thing. Mm. I would know. Oh, okay. Misery loves company. <laughs> I like that accountability. We can't help it. Sometimes you just want to be evil. Shit. Sometimes, sometimes. All right. So first we will start with someone Jose brought up at the end of part one. And Jose, who was that? Wendy motherfucking Williams. <laughs> Wendy motherfucking Williams. You heard it here. Wendy Williams. How did this beef with 50 even start? Like most uh, Wendy's beefs, it starts on her show after she shares her opinion on a news story that comes across her table. In 2017, 50 Cent's son Marquise turns 21. And apparently, I don't know if this is like a, um, a universal thing across the United States or in just whatever state they were. Apparently, it's after 21 that you are no longer responsible for child support. 50 Cent goes on Instagram and like posts this party poster with a Jason hockey mask saying Friday the 13th party where he's basically celebrating that he's free from child support and is throwing a party and is saying like free admission for women who never collected child support and so on and so forth. Basically. That is such bum shit behavior. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, Oh, I'm so happy. I don't have to help my child out anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you saying that's some bum shit. I'm laughing at you coming so hard after saying I'm gonna try to be I'm gonna try to be more unbiased. I'm trying, I'm trying. You can't come in hard with that. It really is. Like I never understand that. Like I get if you're a celebrity, sometimes they do get you for that money. Like just Yeah, you can um, get screwed sometimes. Yeah, I get that, but it's just been bad taste. Like, oh, I don't know pay for him anymore and it's like what yeah i think it's a shitty way of thinking and saying and speaking especially publicly i mean even uh -huh. if, because at this time yes him and his son like i said i wasn't going to get into this on this part but him and his son were beefing back and forth via social media like 98 percent of it so I get it. You're, you want to talk shit, but this is your son. Take that shit off social media. He's being a child and he's reacting it as a child would. You are a grown middle-aged man. You know, you don't have to act this way. You're choosing to act this way, right? That's what 50 Cent does on Instagram. Wendy is talking about it on uh, the Wendy Williams show. She's sharing her opinion. And basically what she says is, uh, she calls him Petty Spaghetti, says that 50 is pretty petty on social media for doing this party situation and she apologizes to his son Marquise because he seems to be a very nice man from what she sees she comments on the fact that he just turned 21 years old which is the same age as Diddy's son Quincy Brown which is actually his stepson I just want to oh. say Quincy has made like a rebrand or Diddy has rebranded Quincy into his son when it's his stepson, because I'll be sure the singer is actually Quincy's father. She comments on the fact that Quincy, Diddy's son, and Marquise, 50 Cent's son, are the same, same age. But how they are raised and how they're continuing to be raised are in very different ways. 
And it's basically like a shot at 50 Cent being a father and I guess maybe insinuating that Diddy is a better father than him. Because, I mean, as we, if you don't know, Diddy is almost always with his kids. I mean, that's one thing you can't say. You see him pictured with his kids a lot. You know, the whole thing, like, you don't have to take care of him his whole life. He's a grown man. He does have to become Mm self-reliant. But it, it does leave a bad taste in your mouth just being so happy about that. Like, go on somewhere, 50 Cent. I'm with Wendy. He is Patty Spaghetti. Yep. Um, she also continues to say that she doesn't know what exactly he has against his own son. And then she shares the clap back that his son said in response to that uh, party promoter post or whatever on Instagram. And he says something like, he says, damn, if only your new TV show was this funny. And he's referring to 50 Central. It was a sketch comedy show that 50 Cent decided to come up with. That didn't last too long. <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was getting his dig in with, uh, with that to his father. And apparently after this comes out, this post, not comes out, but after it's seen and spread everywhere, you know, he gets the backlash because it's like, damn, you're being a little cruel here, obviously. 50 apparently kind of apologizes for it, kind of walks it back. Basically apologizes in the sense of saying, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a little rough around here. You know, um, I've never met or been around my father and my mom died at a young age and stuff like that. And Wendy is recounting this apology that 50 Cent gave in response to the backlash. And she says, well, you're saying you were never around your 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 father. You, your mother died at a young age. You were shot nine times and all this other stuff. But Shouldn't you let go of things that badger you after time, basically saying that he's too old for these excuses and and tells him, you know, you need to get your life. Yeah. Now, now this 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 small critique, which it is small, especially on a windy scale. I mean, yeah, especially has for said, Wendy. thank you. Wendy has said some diabolical shit. She's also said some fucked up shit. She's also said some true shit. But she said worse is what I'm saying. But this triggered 50. And 50 was like, I'm not going to let this go. I don't know if it was the jabs at his maturity, uh, his child rearing skills, uh, maybe the shot compared to Diddy. Because 50 Cent and Diddy have this weird rivalry sometimes. Or that fit, or, or that Wendy was complimenting his son and sharing his clap back to, on her platform or whatever. But 50 wants to speak out. And he goes right to where it all started. Instagram. 50 posts on Instagram one of the not most flattering bikini pics of Wendy. It's like the iconic one that everybody usually shows. She's in the black bikini. I'm very skinny. But, you know, she's top heavy. Uh-huh. Uh, she has her hair up. I think she has glasses on. 50 captions this post saying, Wendy said to get my life together. SMH, your husband is not a bad man. He deserves a side chick for talking to you, you ugly motherfucker. Oh. Focus on your own shit, bitch. Oh, yeah, we in Club Lust tonight. You're invited. LOL. I don't get the last part. What's Club Lust? Just a club? Uh, at, at the end of all 50 Cent's Instagram captions or in his hashtags, he's always promoting some shit. So oh. it didn't really matter what the end was, but I just read the whole caption. I get it, but again, that's corny too. Corny. But he wasn't done. He got another one. 
So then he puts up another post. This one is a um, split screen, top and bottom. Top uh, is a picture of, I think, like this monster or old character of from the 1980s version of Beauty and the Beast. And the bottom picture is Wendy. And the caption says, okay, before the makeup, after the makeup. So, you know, he's going for, you know, the low hanging fruit, which a lot of people go for when it comes to Wendy or anybody, you know, making fun of her looks, making fun of her body. So from what you said, I don't think Wendy necessarily said anything wrong. She called him childish. She is being childish. She called out his parenting skills. That's true. He doesn't seem like the best father. But at the same time, he's just kind of talking about stuff that's out about her, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're to, you know, talk about those things, I feel like you're kind of open to being talked about. Um, and that's kind of the argument a lot of people make with Wendy Williams, that, yeah, people go hard on her personal life and her looks, but she reads people to filth on her show and is very unfiltered about what she says and how she feels. So people feel like it's only right to get back at her. Yeah, I kind of. I understand what you're saying and how other people might feel that Wendy gets her comeuppance. But I also think sometimes not, I don't want to say like, let the punishment fit the crime in like literal way, but the response doesn't match the original issue to me. I agree. So, I mean, that's just me though. Me um, too. I just said I agree. <laughs> thank you, Jose, for <laughs> you're just trying to cut me out of that but like i said (laughs) (laughs) and you think it would stop i mean we don't really hear a wendy response really except for anything she might have said in an interview outside of her show but to my knowledge she didn't really say anything much 50 cent isn't done so you know the infamous wendy fall where she's dressed like the statue of liberty i love that ah well i guess 50 might have been one of them So uh, he posts the clip or the still of Wendy falling and he captions it on his Instagram page where he does all his fucking business (laughs) and says, what is this? It just looks like bad acting to me. LOL. She says she overheated in her costume. (laughs) I, I don't think it was bad acting. I don't think it was overheating either, but I don't know. I come on, Jose, with the conspiracy. What you think? She saw something. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with it. We're going to U-turn up out of there. Something was coming for her. Oh my gosh. I don't want to say anything because things have just happened in the last couple hours, so I'm not trying to wish nothing on anybody, but man, I wish I could make the joke. But He saw the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yes, or she saw a hellhound or something. She saw something. Uh, but yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad acting either. I know that I was surprised as fuck when I first saw that clip, though. I did not think it was real because I just like, did she really fall like that? But See, I um, can't be mad at Fifty for posting that. I feel like that's something she would do is make fun of someone if you know if it was the other situation. I mean, you're right about that. She she takes her chances. If Wendy doesn't have Fifty's name in her mouth, or if she's not talking about. Uh, somebody he cares about, nothing happens at all for a while in the news. I think maybe a year and a half, two years past, whatever, calm water, so to speak. 
until we move on to early 2019, when this is like one of Wendy's first, like this is when we're kind of witnessing, and I hate to say this, but it was kind of the quote unquote downfall of Wendy Williams. All these stories coming out, she's not looking well in the pictures. This this wasn't the best year. So um, early 2019, I think it's around end of February, March, it comes out that Wendy is having alcohol, quote unquote, maybe substance abuse issues. And because of those things, she's deciding to, to enter a rehab or a sober living facility. Once that comes out, Instagram post a reporter, 50 Cent is on the case. And he's going to tell you what he thinks about this. <laughs> So uh, he posts a picture of Wendy Williams not looking her best. I think the way they describe this picture is weird. It says, 50 Cent captions the picture, I knew something was up with this bitch. And then in the picture with Wendy in it, it says, Dear Wendy, we're praying for your speedy recovery on your drug addiction. Yeah, it's kind of nasty. And then he continues the caption after I knew something was up with this bitch. It was the drugs. She better not talk to me than go to the rehab every day, crackhead. So, you know, you know, you don't like somebody. You hear some news about them. 50 Cent is one of those. He's going to kick you while you're down. It's, 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 it's his MO. So he hasn't changed. You might not like it. You might not respect it, but he's consistent. I'm kind of surprised. It seems so one-sided. Like, Wendy, like, put, you know, put him up. Like, what are you doing? Well, Wendy's only reporting on the news. Uh-huh. She's not going to say anything about 50 Cent if it doesn't pertain to the news. Yeah. In, in interviews, if they're asking about him, she's just like, I don't have a problem with him. He's got oh. a problem with me. Or, you know, I don't really respect what he's calling me or what he's doing. But that's that's on him type of thing. She's not going full throttle like she would if it was her show and she has whatever liberty she wants to say. But when he's talking about her and talking to her on Instagram, she's not reporting that news on her show. She's she's just doing other news stories because she doesn't like to report on herself. That's like a windy thing. That is true. Her marriage, her other issues, any other beef she was really involved with, unless it was like she was responding to like a big star saying something crazy, she didn't really report on herself. But you don't think 50 Cent's a big star? Compared to her beefs with like Nikki and like Whitney and like these other like bigger people, I don't I don't think she really cared as much as what 50, well, no. Hmm. I think she cared, but I, yeah, I don't think he was big enough. And I think since we're heading into that 2019 territory, I don't think the fire was there for for Wendy. Yeah, she had a lot going on. She, yeah, she had a lot going on. So maybe if this was a few more years prior, when he was hitting her heavy and heavy and heavy, she would have really went in on him. But like, she's dealing with a lot of shit. Her husband's cheating on her. You got a mistress pregnant. She's she's moving. She's relapsing. Like maybe she doesn't want to feed in too much to the beef because she's already got shit going on at home. And like you said, it is such low-hanging fruit of just talking about her looks mainly. But what can she say to that? Do a Tyra and yeah. say, kiss my fat black yeah. ass? Like, <laughs> there's not really much she yeah, can respond to it. I'm talking about something that you did. You respond with, I'm ugly, so what do I do? 
that doesn't end with you responding that I'm still ugly. Yeah. Basically, I mean, she thing knows she can't it's gonna do. Be, it's going to be the same thing over and over. Yeah. The thing she only thing she can do is go on her show, you know, tits up, show the shoe cam and do what you want to do. Tits up and show the shoe cam. You know, tits up, like show this back, head up high. Yeah. Tits to the sky. Show me your life. Tits to the sky. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. Will you bury me, bury me, tits up? (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind, but make sure you put it in your will. I will. I will put that in the will. All right. So, yeah, like I said before, this is one of the most vulnerable times for Wendy. Her husband has gotten or has her her husband has allegedly gotten his mistress pregnant at this time. And she's checking into a sober living facility and she's taking some time off her show like she's completely removing herself from the spotlight at this time. And so everybody who Wendy had gone in before on in her shows and stuff is kind of getting in their licks. I mean, she's down and out. What better time to show a bitch who's who? I mean, it's just like, unfortunately, it's kind of human nature. When when you're mad and you don't like somebody and you see somebody down, oh, it's time to it's time to show you. So happy when they're like down. Yeah. And 50 Cent was one of them because Wendy had picked at him before, even though it was kind of minor he's saying he has a legitimate issue with her and he does not like her he's talking to hollywood life in 2019 and wendy is the topic and he just says you know uh quote i don't like her you know why she said things about me consistently over the years and it was at points that i was not necessarily in control of the things that she was talking about oh and i just thought that sounds like a cop-out and that also doesn't sound like 50 you mean to tell me that you're going so hard on this woman on instagram about her looks and her personal life because of some of the things that she said about you that you were not in control of what she said that sounds like anybody you dumbass Anybody reporting the news, you're not in control of what they talk about. They're reporting the news. Does he mean like what she's talking about? You know, he's not con- he's not saying he's not, not in control of her, but he's not in control of the situation that she was talking about. Still, the point stands. He's talking. She was still talking about a situation he created. I guess. I mean, I, there like was a- nothing major before this one, the, the sun thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because I could see, like, if there was something in the past. Nothing in their history. Nothing big. Like, there was this, like, weird, like, timeline of events of things. But that doesn't say any huge big blow-ups. I looked at the Instagram posts. Nothing really starts until the child support thing. Um, I looked at her Wendy show clips. Nothing really before the child support thing. Where he just don't want. So, in, unless they're talking about back, back, back in the day when she had a radio show, which I don't really have much research or detail into that, that she said some stuff. I, this, this is the point of origin for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know Wendy, every few years, one of her radio show clips resurfaces with her being cussed out by someone. Yeah. She was vile on that radio show more so than her talk show. Well, yeah, because the radio show paved the way for the talk show. Yeah. And also, radio was a lot looser then. 
And when she got on TV, she was allowed to still be shady, but she couldn't be as bad as she used to be. She had to clean it up a little bit. And I think also she had to be a little bit more, her stories had to be a little bit more verifiable because Mm -hmm. a lot of her stuff in the radio, while maybe some of it was confirmed later, a lot of that stuff was not confirmed and was just rumors. And conjecture. So she was wild back in the radio days. I heard and I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) He says he doesn't like her because she's said things about him consistently over the years. He was in control of what she was saying or the things that she was talking about. I think I kind of now that I'm rereading that quote, I think it is kind of what you're talking about. He's saying that he was not in control of the things, the topics that she was speaking on. But her job as a talk show host is to talk about the hot topics. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's just kind of, it's just like, I guess one of the perils of the job, he's got to take it. Cause he's a superstar. Wendy's got to take it because this is the job she shows. He also accuses Wendy of like bringing up his name because it gains her numbers and it fills no, up. Please. No one's bringing up 50 cents to do numbers. Well, he says gain, but you know what gain means. So, yeah. yeah n- no, 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 no. Oh, please, Negro. <laughs> <laughs> like, that does not make sense. Like, 50 Cent, you know, he he's a certified star. But mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to really tune in because someone mentions 50 Cent. No, no, no. He's not, like, hard-hitting headlining news. No. Uh, a- <laughs> Basically, what I just said before, I felt like this was a cop-out. But I also, uh, going to what you just said, I, I said that this was so, the answer was interesting to me as well, because they, like Wendy and 50 Cent are both stars. They're both famous. 50 Cent is arguably the bigger star. She's just um, more, oh, well, I guess, yes, you could say depending on the demographic, but I still would say 50 Cent is more worldwide than Wendy Williams, 100%. 100%. Yeah, okay. I feel like... Because you got to think about his first couple albums were massive. Grandma, they were massive. Grandma I still like... sing in the club, including mine. That is true. That is true. They know what that little crooked ass smile looked like. I kind of feel like, you know, the girls, the days and the days, they kind of go more for Wendy, though. Of course. But do the girls, gays and the days know 50 Cent? That is true. They know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. They know him, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But like, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, he's the arguably bigger star than her. But she is the more vocal of the two, as far as like who she is as a personality and feelings. I just think that she was doing her job as a talk show host, talking about something that people wanted to know and were interested in. And I just felt like fifty. Could have got his shots off and left, but instead he like found a target he liked that was like getting weaker by the day and just went absolute ham because he could. And because he knew that she would like, she's not going to respond like these rappers. She's not going to respond like some of these other people, you know? So I just kind of felt like even if it was warranted at the beginning, 50 Cent was dragging it towards the end. That's the case with all of these. All of them. Yeah, you're right. Now, one of the last incidents uh, kind of occur uh, involving Wendy and 50 is 
this tycoon party. So 50 Cent throws all types of parties. You know, he's like a a brand ambassador for a tons of fucking things. He like he has his own cognac. He had his own vodka. He has tons of shit, to be honest. I mean, the man is everywhere. I can't say nothing about his uh, businessman skills. The man got money somewhere. And after he lost, he got it back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's throwing this tycoon party. And Wendy is with her son about to celebrate his 19th birthday or something. And so they're together. And Wendy is trying to get into this tycoon party. Apparently, the backstory is her son likes uh, Snoop Dogg a lot. And Snoop Dogg was supposed to be at the party. She's trying to get into this party. And then video is shown basically of her going to the door and basically getting rejected. Like uh, there's problems with her getting in. She can't get in. She's denied. Now, eventually on Instagram, Wendy posts a picture of her and Snoop and her and her son in the party. Because it's assumed that she eventually got connected in with somebody who let her in past the ban of 50 Cent. But yeah, there was a video of her having issues getting into that tycoon party. And 50 Cent, of course, comes across this footage and posts on Instagram like he would. And captions it with uh, a couple of hmm emojis and says, You can't just show up to my party if you've been talking about me. Bitch, wait outside. (laughs) Oh my goodness. <laughs> bitch wait outside is crazy. Just because I ain't gonna lie. If I had a party, I am telling somebody to wait. Bitch wait outside. Yeah, why why would she even want to go to his party? I get the son's a Snoop Dogg fan, but have have you no respect, Wendy? Okay, so it's either one or two things. Either Wendy's bold and she said, bitch, I don't give a fuck who's sponsoring this party, or two, Wendy's old. <laughs> She didn't didn't know who was doing this party. She just knew Snoop Dogg was going to be in there. And she liked Snoop Dogg and her son liked Snoop Dogg. And they wanted Snoop Dogg. I guess so. So I'm I'm voting on bold or old. Personally, I think. Probably both. Well, maybe. I think in this instance, maybe old more. Just because, yeah, if we're in the throes of a back and forth, quote unquote, beef. I'm not about to go to your party and willingly get denied in front of people. Hell no. I feel like Wendy knows her reputation. So she probably knows that a lot of these celebs do not like her. So Mm -hmm. she's probably just used to it. She's like, oh, here, get over it. Maybe, maybe. After this event, we're winding down in 2019. And Wendy's a guest on Watch What Happens Live, you know, hosted by Andy Cohen on Bravo. And he's uh, like playing one of those games where he's like asking her like kind of not like rapid fire questions or describe this or tell me about this. And is he playing plead the fifth? I don't know if it was plead the fifth. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Were they like take a drink or they plead? I didn't see any drinks. I just know that he was, uh, he was looking at his cards like usual and he was like, well, you can't give a drink to Wendy. That is true. So yeah, that wouldn't be in that one for that version at least. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they were just she. He was just reading the segment started the video I saw just when he started asking questions. So mm-hmm. I didn't see what game, but um, it gets on Fifty Cent and Andy says, "Say three nice things about Fifty Cent," and she says, "One, he's not a he isn't a bad looking man. Two, she uh, respects his hustle, and three, she was one of the first people or probably." the first person to play 50s music publicly. Mm. 
which back in those radio days. I was about to say, I mean, you, you, we people could fact check that last one because nobody, I don't know if anybody truly verified the last fact, but she's basically trying to say, like, we ain't got no beef. I've been knowing and playing this man's music. I ain't got no problem with him. It was the gist of what I got from all that. She put him on. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this what I get for putting you bitches on? Uh-huh. Uh, is it my fault that all you bitches is gone? 50 owes her his whole career. Hmm, Should have sent a thank you note. Little hoe. Okay, we ain't gonna say that last part. No. Yeah, she says, uh, yeah, she says those three things. Now, after this, who knows what was on 50 Cent's mind? You know, maybe he had a slight change of heart. Maybe his heart grew three times the size or whatever. <laughs> but he decides to kind of wrap up this feud kind of wind it down and he posts a clip on Instagram of course and he captions it saying what is this okay we gonna let you into tycoon next time but you can't just be coming to my parties with no invite which is that's true too is the calmest slash I guess the most nicest way you'll get 50 cent to to end a beef (laughs) such a pointless beef too that just tells me like how fragile this man is like you can't I mean, say anything about him because he has a little tantrum and has to get his Instagram fingers out and post a bunch of times. Like this history of patheticness of like, you know, there's peace in not saying shit back. And he just doesn't have that. He doesn't have peace. He sounds miserable. Not even peace, but it's it and it, it makes me think less than of 50 because I don't see him at and it's not that man thing because I uh, I don't want to say I see him less as a man, but he 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 doesn't have any. I don't know what the word is like. I don't know. The, what I'm trying to say is basically common sense. Well, some people would say that, but <laughs> it's the way he goes about things. No decorum, no like tact, or he like he's very business minded, except for in his beefs where he like lashes out on Instagram and goes for low blows. But I don't hear a lot about 50 Cent talking to these people directly, talking shit to them in their face or having a sit down face to face. He's always running to Instagram to shit on people, to make fun of people, to meme, to mock people. He doesn't really do things in a man to man, woman to woman. Well, not woman to woman. (laughs) Like a person to person, like, thing he's he he's very much uh, a person who punches down you know he doesn't really go for people at his same fame level and if he does go for people mm. higher than him he doesn't engage with them in such ferocity like he does the the people on lower tier famous levels is what i'm saying so let's let's for instance i said he was taking shots at diddy Sometimes he takes shots at Diddy's uh, success or sexuality. Diddy is more, I feel like, successful than 50 Cent. I feel like 50's trying to be what Diddy is. Could be, yeah. but I, And I feel like maybe the way he engages with him shows the envy, but also he's not going in on Diddy like he did Wendy Williams or like he did little Kim or Tier Marie, these other people, he goes softball on some of these men and some of these higher stars, but for the people who are not, who are maybe not as famous as uh, they used to be, he doesn't mind like literally going to the depths of hell to insult them. 
because he has that, I guess, over them, like that he is more famous and that they have fallen off. Mm-hmm. And people like that. Oh, 50 Cent's such a troll. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. But mm, until it's you, I don't think so. This was the last chapter in their book for a minute until 2021 when Wendy shares some tea of her own life. She uh, ends up talking about her having an encounter with Method Man back in the day. So uh, she is in the middle of an interview with a DJ Sus One, and she talks about how she had a one night stand with Method Man. She quoted as saying, I guess I batted my eyes and rocked my shoulder. You know how I do. And I said, you want to come over? He said, yeah. People didn't even realize at the time it was Wendy and one of the biggest stars, the leader of the biggest group in the world just left, gotten her Pathfinder and went back to her penthouse in Jersey City where she bathed him in her jacuzzi tub, smoked some more weed. You know, that was back in the Coke days. I don't remember what he did. I'm not going to implicate him on that. So, you know, saying a lot of something without saying nothing. So she shares that in an interview and here comes 50. He, he feels like he has to say something. (laughs) So he goes on Instagram, posts a picture of uh, Wendy Williams uh, bending over in a bikini with the caption, what the fuck kind of weed made you do that blood? LOL. Oh no. What the fuck going on? Oh my goodness. That was officially the last chapter in the 50 cent Wendy uh, Wendy Williams saga it ends on a childish note but besides that there is nothing more to report with them two did Method Man deny sleeping with her? Of course Method Man and Wendy Williams do not have a good history at all Um, this goes back to her radio days Method Man is married he's been married for decades and yes that's what it was yeah his wife ended up getting cancer or she was having some like really bad uh, medical issues, but I think it was cancer specifically. And it got leaked uh, to Wendy Williams. And I told her or whatever. And Wendy Williams decided to share that information on the radio publicly. And then not only did she share that, she also shared the rumor that Method Man was allegedly sleeping with uh, his wife's doctor. (gasps) And, that's when Method Man, you know, was really like coming after Wendy Williams hard and was cussing her out and telling her all the types of shit and whatever, whatever. That's that's the its own separate story. But yeah, they don't they don't have a good relationship. So her sharing that in 2021, I thought was a choice. But do you think they slept together in your opinion? Speculation. I mean, Wendy Williams isn't ugly. I think people clown on Wendy how she looks now, but if you look at old pictures, Wendy is not unattractive. And that's partly to her condition, the Graves disease. Yeah. I forget she does have Graves disease. Uh Missy Elliott also has Graves disease. Not Missy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't know why that made me do that. (laughs) We got to cure it. First of all, (laughs) let's not talk about how. Much of an ass you are for saying that after I said Missy had it. <laughs> um, okay, we want Missy to suffer. No, but you said Wendy had it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'd be crazy if they did sleep together. I don't. I don't. Right? Like, I, it would have to be after she made that of, information. You know what? I think it's possible. But, but men are do dogs. Think, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. 
because I she didn't say a year and the quote doesn't say a year. So I don't yeah. know if she means before he was married or not. But I will say either way, this was a choice to reveal it in the way that she did. I mean, she's not she didn't even do it in a Jada Pinkett way. She didn't have a red table talk or a book to sell. So I honestly don't know why she told the story of it. But, you know, I think it could have happened. I think if it did, I think she should have left it alone, especially after you revealing the cancer rumor uh-huh. and the sleeping with the doctor rumor and getting cussed out by Method Man. Why you want to go back and get cussed out again? See, that's why I have a hard time feeling bad for her in this beef with 50 because she starts it. She's she just brings as it bad. Yeah. yeah you know. We're not just as bad. I think she's a little bit better than 50. I agree. She just does it more frequently. Now, to wrap up in this episode, let's go, well, let's talk about a quick story about how being loyal or just being around somebody will get you into some shit. Now, I talked about the job rule, Rick Ross, 50 Cent drama in the last part, but a little bit of that history comes to play in this segment about who? Fat Joe. Not Fat Joe. Fat Joe, whose name is what? Jose. Jose. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's set the scene. It's the early 2000s. 50 Cent and Ja Rule are beefing. It's heavy. They hate each other. They don't like each other. The crews that they got don't like each other either. G-Unit versus Murder Inc. Murder. So, uh, everybody's beefing and and anybody supporting the other is an op to the other. We don't like them. We don't respect them. Now, unfortunately, Fat Joe was one of those people to 50 Cent because he was loyal to who? Ja Rule, Irv Gotti, and Murder, Inc. Fat Joe had a couple of collabs with Ja Rule and Murder, Inc. Specifically, he did What's Love with Ja and Ashanti, which was one of my favorite songs back in the day. And then he did New York with Ja Rule and Jadakiss, which is another hood classic, even though I'm not even from New York. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so these two big songs he did with Murder, Inc., and they were really close, Ja, Irv, and Joe, and they were loyal to each other. So basically, Ja found himself in beef with 50 Cent, so Joe said he found himself with beef with 50 Cent, and that's just how they approached it, and that's just how it went back in the day. I love that. Now, if you talk to 50 Cent in 2023, he does not agree with that mentality anymore. And he's kind of changed the way he saw that. So he's quoted as saying, there's an element, a part of our culture that I'm aware of because I'm it. Your little dirks, your NBA young boys, the whole surrounding cast of that. It almost splits our culture in half because when you cool with one, you can't work with the other. 50 Cent says, there's an energy that runs through it. And if you cool with people I got a problem with, then you with them. So then going into talking about people who associated with Ja Rule, he says, it was like my issues. I was using the same thinking in the very beginning of my career. It's just the thinking you would use in the environment. If anybody went next to Ja Rule, I'd jump on the person who featured with him. Anybody who's faintly near them because I put them on life support and you want to go resuscitate them. So that energy later, you look at it and you go, hmm, I was bugging because I'll say that Fat Joe, his issues. I would see him a little uncomfortable with the success I was having. And I interpreted it as he doesn't like me. 
when he's really the kind of guy you want to be friends with because he's loyal to a loyal to a default. I think he meant fault. <laughs> he Fat Joe is very loyal. He's loyal to what's her face, the convicted felon. Who's what's her? Oh, shut up, Remy Ma. Remnants, yes. <laughs> Remnants, because. <laughs> He's really the kind of guy you want to be friends with because he's loyal to a default. He's so loyal for one record that Murder, Inc. did with him. What's love? And uh, that he's basically saying he's loyal for that one record he did with Murder, Inc. That's what's love and that we became enemies based off that. Well, it, it seems like there's some growth coming from 50. In 2023, yeah, my yeah. shit. <laughs> Finally, it took me forever. Finally, shoot. When I read that, I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." What's the year? 2023. Like, I damn. mean, whatever. Everything he said was true. Like, you know, just because you have beef with someone doesn't mean you have to have beef with their friends. Mm-hmm. And it does divide the culture, and it divides the fan bases, and that's from the 90s to this day. I mean, that's we from still the beginning of history to this day. Yeah. Come on, not even rap. Say yeah. that. It is. It's history. Romeo and Juliet, the Monohues and Capulets. Uh, what's going on that we won't mention in right this second? <laughs> you on one side. If you on that side, you against that side. Yeah. Not really, because people don't got fucking common sense. But anyway. The beginning of time. Yeah. Apparently, though, you know, they're they're beefing because they're standing beside their crews. And there was one night where people thought shit was going to go down with 50 and Joe. And that was the 2005 MTV VMAs. I could summarize this event for you or I could tell you in Fat Joe's words from his biography, The Book of Jose. He stole one of my titles. (laughs) And this is written by Fat Joe and Shaheem Reed. Now. He's going to take us back to 2005, the MTV VMAs, and that almost infamous night between him and 50 Cent. This is what he says. It was MTV that brought us into each other's path. During the 2005 Video Music Awards in Miami at the American Airlines Arena, goddamn, shout them all out. Me and 50 Cent were both scheduled to be a part of the show. 50 Cent's crew was extra thick that, what? 50's crew was extra thick that year. Pause. <laughs> he had his regular G-Unit MCs there. Lloyd Banks, Tony Yayo, Young Buck. He had just signed Mob Deep, so Havoc and Prodigy were here, were with him too. Mace was also supposed to have joined 50's label, and he was running with him. Plus, 50 had brought some extra muscle. Terror Squad was deep too. The label and the crew. Oh, he's a rhymer. <laughs> All my men at arms were with me. I knew it would get ugly with both of our factions sitting in the audience. So I purposely stayed in the backstage. I stayed backstage with my guys for most of the show. I was <laughs> I wasn't scared for us. I was scared for them. My team was ready to decapitate someone. The squad oh. has so much love for me. They would never let anyone disrespect me without serious repercussions. I knew there was a strong possibility somebody would get hurt with all of us in the crowd. I didn't want to disrespect MTV because they always showed me love. I didn't (laughs) want to disrespect hip hop. See, he's loyal to even MTV. 
even hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway through the show, I went out to the stage to give Missy Elliott award. Ooh, we was just talking about her. (laughs) What the audience at home didn't see was that during the commercial break beforehand, 50 Cent got out of his seat, started walking around. He went up to the audience in the cheap seats and started waving to me. He's an asshole. (laughs) He's an asshole. (laughs) It was like he was daring me to get off the stage and physically confront him. Then he went down to the floor and started slapping fives with Jay-Z and Diddy. Ooh, that's like a slap in the face. He was really trying to antagonize me as I was standing there waiting to speak on the mic, but I wasn't trying to pay him no mind. Then 50 actually came on stage for a few seconds. He stood several feet away from me. I was saying to myself, okay, we're about to fight. We're about to get it on right here at the VMAs. When the show came back on, this is live TV, mind you. He went back to his seat. The G (laughs) unit started yelling at me while I'm reading off the teleprompter. The terror squad off stage and the wings started barking back. That's when I dropped my jab. I feel safe with all the police protection, courtesy of G-Unit. You're kind of going to Southern Belle. Oh, damn. I We're just asking heading. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place. It is. <laughs> and it's nothing I'm like what, talk, what uh, Fat Joe sounds like. I can't do a Fat Joe impression, <laughs> so I'm going to do everything but. Me and my crew left the building after that. As we were heading out, some G-Unit guys streamed backstage to confront us. The police separated us, and we were able to leave without a fight. Later in the show, 50 came out for his performance, a medley of songs featuring G-Unit and Mob Deep. Tony Yayo, so seductive, <laughs> was the closing performance. And when they finished, 50 yells into the mic, Fat Joe is a pussy man, pussy boy, Ooh. fuck boy. You can hear the curses on TV from what they tell me. You damn sure heard it in the arena. He was going so bad they had to cut his mic. Now, the funny thing is, before the show, apparently Fat Joe and 50 Cent were doing these interviews saying that they was done with beef and they wanted to move on. Well, that seems true for for Fat Joe. Maybe, but that's hilarious. You giving uh, pre-award show interviews saying... Yeah, it's all about peace and love. And then you out, you and your dogs barking and these people yelling. Y'all look ridiculous. After the VMAs, everybody was looking at Fat Joe and 50 Cent saying, oh, yeah, y'all beefing. Oh, shit, it's crazy. Let's let's turn this up. Let's look. Let's let's watch y'all's every moment and every movement. But this ended up being a bad. What do you want to call it? Business move for Fat Joe in the long run. Apparently, he was supposed to be collaborating with Jordan and the Jordan brand. Apparently, he was known for rocking Jordans. He always had, like, the best Jordans, most exclusive ones in the collections, whatever, whatever. And he was even, like, friends with Michael Jordan. So Fat Joe was going to sign this partnership deal with Jordan where they are collaborating and creating a new shoe based off Fat Joe and whatever his creative mind sparked up. But After the VMA situation with him and 50 Cent, him making that jab, people seeing the way 50 Cent was acting and the way 50 Cent called out uh, Fat Joe at the end, Jordan, Michael Jordan meets with Fat Joe and is like, uh, oh, he he has a quote. He says, you know, I love you, Big Joe, but you're too hot right now. 
I wanted to do it, but I'm not into all that rap beef. With all this controversy, we can't do the sneaker anymore. So Fuck Michael Jordan, he's not loyal. (laughs) (laughs) These brands ain't loyal. That's how it is. Fadjo says that essentially with him not getting that deal, he lost about $20 (gasps) um, which is crazy to think about. How pissed are you? I'm pissed. See, right there, I would never have peace with 50 Cent. He tossed Fat Joe 50 million. Yes and no, though, because Fat Joe could have took, he was taking the high road, but then he dipped into the streets again before he took the high road again because he said the jab. Do you think 50, okay, 50 Cent was acting erratic and rude and like he was trying to uh, taunt Fat Joe by walking around and all that shit, but. Do you think 50 Cent goes off on Fat Joe at the end of his performance if Fat Joe doesn't do the jab during uh, the award situation? What was the jab again? Uh, He says, I feel so safe with all this police protection courtesy of G-Unit. Calling them snitches, rats, police, all that bullshit. I mean, that's not really a jab if it's true. It's a jab because these are street niggas and they don't like to be referred to as police. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... Get it? It's a. It's one of those like, in that demographic, is seen as a pure insult, a bad insult. I mean, but isn't Fifty a snitch? Like, didn't we establish that in episode one? That's what Jose thinks, but Fifty Cent does not. Uh, oh. He does not view himself as a snitch. These as he said, he was just telling months. information that was public. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I think yeah. that's a stupid reason to get a brand pulled. Shame on you, Michael Jordan. I agree. And I also think that if anybody, if it was anybody else besides Michael Jordan, maybe Fat Joe wouldn't have lost it. I don't think maybe Adidas or purely just Nike seeing this one incident at a war show pulls out completely. I think Michael Jordan has always had an issue with the quote unquote thug hood aesthetic and lifestyle. And the minute he saw a little bit of that peeking into a business decision, he decided to debt it. Maybe, or maybe it's more the fact that Fat Joe found himself on the losing side. G-Unit was the winning side in the whole murdering fiasco. Mm, So in a way, like not only did you get into this altercation, but you're on the side that isn't as popular, isn't isn't winning. Yeah, that's when 50 and G-Unit was at its peak. Like, You're right. I mean, people are going to be buying these, not, you know, from Job Rules crew, which Fat Joe's kind of is, kind of not, but I mean, he was loyal to them. Yeah, so he stuck with them. He collaborated the with loser. them. No one wants to buy something from a loser. Okay. Look at you giving me another perspective. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because, yeah, you're, I mean, I don't think Michael viewed it that way, but I do think the quote unquote Jordan brand could have looked at it like, Man, not only are you getting into fights at the VMAs, but people think you're the loser. Yeah. yeah it don't look right. If you want to, if you're going to stick with the quote unquote, and I hate saying thug because I say it as a mocking point because I mock people who say thug seriously. But, you know, if you're, if you're, if you want to partner with the people who come out the hood, the people who represent the thug aesthetic, they always want to go with the person who, um, at least is the victor. Even if you're the bully, if you're winning, they like it. Yes. Fat Joe lost about $20 million by not getting that deal. He said he ended up losing all other endorsements and shows, too, because people just didn't like the whole beef situation. 
and promoters didn't book him at certain places at certain times because they didn't want him and 50 to cross paths. So he lost out on some of that money as well. And but, why are they picking 50? Because 50 is the more popular one. They could be. They could be because as far as I look in uh, 50 Cent's history, even if he was losing out on bookings, he was booked. <laughs> so I, it, it didn't really matter if people weren't booking him uh, around Fat Joe's time or area or dates because he was he was sold out everywhere. He was featured everywhere in this time. Like I, you know, people know Fat Joe. People like his music, but I don't feel like no one really rides for Fat Joe like people ride for 50. No. I, I, yeah, I. If you, if you're talking like pure fan bases, absolutely. If you're talking yeah. about industry people, I think there's a lot of more industry people who like Fat Joe than Fifty Cent. Yeah. But yeah, if as far as like regular fans, you're right. After this VMA situation and him losing out on this money, they didn't see each other for almost a decade, but they end up uh, making peace years and years later. Time has passed, but it's in 2012. A mutual friend ends up passing, Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty was a record label owner, also a record label executive. He ended up co-founding this uh, label, Violator, that represented like a lot of rap and R&B acts. Just to give you some names, he represented the likes of Busta Rhymes, Nas, Mob Deep, Missy Elliott, LL Cool J, and guess what other three? 50 Cent, Ja Rule, and Fat Joe. Oh, wow. So in 2012, after the passing of Chris Lighty, the BET Hip Hop Awards wants to get a tribute together. And they basically bring this tribute together with a lot of his, you know, past acts and friends that I just mentioned, where they all do a medley of songs uh, with his picture in the background to honor his memory as basically saying, like, without this man, we wouldn't y'all wouldn't have got these hits, you know? And it was a great tribute. I remember watching it back in the day. I didn't know what it meant then, but, you know, I know what it means now. Okay. And uh, so in 2012, they settled their issues because basically, as Joe tells it on the People's Party podcast, when he shows up to the BET Awards, their focus, and they go into rehearsal. Fat Joe starts to perform Lean Back, and then shortly after 50 Cent comes out and he comes up right to where Fat Joe is. And then when the music ends up uh, stopping, 50 Cent puts his hands out and says, peace for Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty wanted peace and they shake it up and Fat Joe and 50 are cool ever since. Hmm. Interesting. 50 Cent and Irv Gotti still got beef and 50 Cent and Ja Rule still got beef. And just last year, after Irv Gotti went on this weird press run about talking about Ashanti and the relationship he had with her and all this other stuff, and Fat Joe kind of called him creepy and told him to cut out with that, Irv Gotti basically said Fat Joe wasn't his brother anymore. (gasps) But Fat Joe and 50, never been better. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought those updates were pretty interesting. Interesting, but I mean, Fat Joe really shouldn't have been in that beef to begin with. No, and it's funny that it took years and years later that Fifty Cent admits that he shouldn't have been in that beef. Yeah, sometimes, especially when you're young, you just get into that group thinking. But real quick, before I close this out, 
Fat Joe and 50 Cent's beef was very, okay, very minor. And I think so was 50 Cent and DJ Khaled's. But if you want to counter what 50 did to Fat Joe versus what 50 did to DJ Khaled, uh, 50, Fat Joe got off light because according to his website, so 50 Cent doesn't like uh, Fat Joe. He doesn't like Rick Ross, who's associated with both of those people, DJ Khaled. So also he has a problem with DJ Khaled. <laughs> he ends up hiring at this time. Nobody knew it until years, years later, French Montana to surveil uh, DJ Khaled in his like his life, his mom. Uh, 50 Cent ends up putting this video on his website. This is 50.com of basically showing the outside of DJ Khaled's house, DJ Khaled's mom's work even shows DJ Khaled's mom sleeping at her desk. <gasps> oh my goodness. And insinuating that he's behind, you know, uh, DJ Khaled's tires getting slashed and basically insinuating that, you know, if I wanted to do something, I could. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Back in those like, days, 50 was ruthless. He was kind of crazy. You he know, go so far. I, now, according to DJ Calvin and Rick Ross, they weren't phased. They kind of saw it as him just all all bark, no bite, because no, real G's basically would, you wouldn't hear about anything. It would just be done. Like, if they really wanted to do something, they would hurt his mom. You wouldn't see no video of it. But I was thinking, no, this is still kind of a creepy, crazy route. That's so creepy. He got your so mama crazy. on camera, and they showed the picture on her desk of DJ Khaled. That, the whole thing about the desk is like, wow, like that sleep. It's on over for that. Y'all can YouTube it. It's on YouTube. And it and it's set to the background of this quote unquote like poem 50 Cent wrote called A Psychic Told Me. It's really creepy <laughs> to me, honestly. But yeah, I just thought about oh my goodness. how it is. I hope when 50 you get... Cent never listens to this because he's going to go after you. I've been on his side this whole time. I mean, it ain't going to take much to, to tear me down. I, know. <laughs> I ain't got no empire. I ain't got no artists. I ain't got no crew. Shit. We don't have anything. We are unprotected. We're like oh the three goodness. little pigs and our houses are made of straw. Oh my goodness. What did you set us up for? Why are we talking about this? Man. Well, shoot. We, we talk about, there's worse people who do worse things. Fuck 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is DJ Talon. Is that Nikki line in Barbie Dreams? After he said the, I think it's because he said in an interview he doesn't go down on women. Yeah, what does he say? What does she say? Like, does he, does ain't he no fat. fat ass? She, she said, ain't no fat, you know, N-word. Uh-huh. Gotta tell me what he ain't eating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that line. That is hilarious. Yeah, I forgot when he said that. I think I think part of the DJ Khaled we see now is a joke, but I also think some of that is very much real. Just a quick funny story. I remember when DJ Khaled, first of all, our, the DJ Khaled getting stuck on the jet ski is iconic. Uh-huh. But there the this was like last year or earlier this year where, yeah, I think it was early this year where DJ Khaled's on his jet ski again. And he's like, I'm about to go over to Future's house. I'm headed over to Future's house. 
And Future responds in his Instagram story saying, bro, I ain't there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't come to my house, dog. I'm not there. The only... I always hear about DJ Khaled, but it's always, like, funny things like that. Like, there's those conspiracy theories that he can't read, or... (laughs) It's... He was doing a breakfast video, and he's like, and what is this? And what is this? And it was just, like, the simplest things, but he says, like, and perhaps what is this? And I don't know why, but I always say that. Perhaps what is this? He had a J-Lo moment back in the day, too. A J-Lo moment? Yeah, he used to be saying nigga all the time. I mean, so did Fat Joe, actually. Both of them non-niggas saying nigga. Fat Joe, I think, has spoken about that. Like, he's trying to take it out of his vocabulary. Yeah, after before trying to double down and say that he he could say it. I mean, on Blackish, they said he could say it. (laughs) We don't talk about (laughs) Blackish. I I think it gets murky with some of them. Like, Fat Joe probably shouldn't say it, but... Definitely DJ Khaled, neither. Well, it's not my place to say who should and who shouldn't say. Like, I'm not exactly. The- <laughs> it's my place. That's that's Richard Pryor. And I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Said <laughs> he gave him that. Oh, that motherfucker was crazy. <laughs> gave him the N-word pass. What is your problem? That's the end. This one I thought was more lighthearted than episode one covering 50 Cent. Because episode one, he like was trying to ruin Rick Ross's baby mama's life or girlfriend's life i forget who she was yeah he was he was doing a lot i think there's a yeah 50 has a lot of dark moments in his beef histories but yeah the whole dj Khaled little tie-in in this one was weird that that took it too far Mm-mm-mm. but we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend shit on discuss explore should you go first or should i go first I think you should go first. I don't really have a media this week. Um, I guess I guess I'll just say my media is Taylor Swift 1989, just as it came out yesterday or two days ago, sometime. Didn't she already have that one? 1989 Taylor Swift? No, she has not. And I feel like 1989 is kind of like her like her peak because she had like blank space wildest dream shake it off she had the white girl crew with one black girl her white girl crew um i listened to the vault tracks and i gotta say i like the vault tracks i just don't feel like they're 1989 themed i feel like they feel more midnights to me you know she always says what was that? Lover. Uh, well, that's lover, not midnight. I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the the vault tracks. My favorite one being now that we don't talk. And it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, these songs about Harry, but you never really know who they're about. And what kind of pissed me off about it though was she released her album and they made a deluxe album. Mm-hmm. But the deluxe album just has one extra song. So why is it? Why did she just include that in the regular album? Wait, so there, she made two different, two different new versions, and there's just one song difference. Yeah, and all the song difference is is Kendrick Lamar's "Bad Blood" because he did oh, the, yeah, remix you do on the first one. You yeah, like what was the point of that? She, but that's she's my a money grab. 
maybe, but it's like it the deluxe version didn't come out enough time after, so I don't know, it just didn't make sense to me. That it's just one song and it came out almost immediately after 1989 Taylor Swift version came out. Just seemed odd. But that's my media. Okay. I thought I was gonna be able to find something by the time you got done. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to go heavy. I'll just no go heavy. huh? Shut up. No heavy. No heavy. Okay. So my new favorite song, not favorite song, because man, I'm playing. I don't know if I said that media, so I'm not gonna say it actually. Uh, but I've been playing some songs out. But um, the new song I like is No Statements by Scarlip. Scarlip's is uh, new on the scene, new for me. A female rapper. She's uh, got a scar on her lip. Calls herself Scarlip. She's like real hard hitting, like rap. Just It's just something different. I really like it. No Statements is real popular on TikTok I've seen recently. I heard on Instagram and I was intrigued and I said, hmm, what is this whole thing? And I just think she's really talented. Some nice songs. It's very catchy. She's very pretty. And she's just something new and fresh out of all the other women I listen to. She ain't talking about the exact same thing. So I enjoy it. Do you think she's the next one? The next queen? I think she's going to be the next one talked about um, for for her whole aesthetic, like how she looks, how she raps, and how she carries herself. Whereas some of the girls, uh, they get popular because they're very pretty. And some of the girls get really popular because of their bars. And some of the girls get popular off a catchy song. I think all three is going to happen with her. She might not be like Meg Ice Spice, but I I think she'll find a foothold. Mm. Okay. She's real cool. And she's from New York. You know the New York ones. I love them. And I hate them, apparently. <laughs> but I love them all at first. Honestly. Any other media? No, that's all. That's all. Okay, I do have one more, just as I thought about it. Which was yeah. supposed to be my original media. But Ooh, I forgot. okay. Let's talk about um, it. My media is the movie Fools Rush In, 1997 film. It has oh. Selma Hayek and Matthew Perry, and Matthew Perry did just pass away. Literally, yeah. Yeah. A couple hours ago. But it's about, they have a one-night stand, she gets pregnant, they try to get married to make it work, and, you know, all the troubles that come along with that. And it's a nice little rom-com. I, You know, I love me some Selma. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, was, I don't want to, I just did not like Fools Rush In. You did not. I did not. It pissed me off how dumb they were acting. Well, I haven't. It might be the nostalgia because I haven't seen it in forever, but I saw it when I was a kid. Uh, Me too. I I did like their chemistry together and I did like Selma and Matthew. But yeah, sometimes I hate when characters just like are too um, stupid or oblivious. But that's yeah. life for you. That's life. That is, and that's why I do not get involved in life. Take <laughs> my ass away. There are certain movies that I just don't watch. Just since it's like it was a good memory, but I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it now, and I don't want to. Oh, what's an example? 
I can't think of one, but I feel the same way. But I just can't think of an example right now. Like Fools Rush and Avi is one because I just said it. Um, now I can't think of any more. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's how I am. Cause not- oh, I can think of one kind of recently. Oh, okay. Where, Go ahead. Like, you could laugh for a while. I laughed at this movie for years, and I still find parts of it funny. But I'm just now like. What am I laughing at? And that is, oh, I'm so ashamed because people are either going to be like, what? You thought that was funny or what? You don't think that's funny no more? Norbit. Oh, you brought up Norbit before. I did? Uh-huh. Ooh, that bitch must be on my heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to actually really like Norbit. And did I tell you that the, the, that's the speculation why Eddie didn't get the Oscar in that pisses me off because basically they were voting and as they were voting for who should get the academy award norbert came out and people were like no we fucking hate this movie i can't believe you made this movie you can't get the dream girls oscar <laughs> i think you did mention that because i know that fact and i don't feel like i would know it, it otherwise it's, in, it's, it's on my heart you just bring it up all the time i see you. you're like can you believe that's why he didn't get the oscar well, there's a lot of, because the thing is, I'm not even a huge, that's a lot. I do like Eddie Murphy, but I'm not a huge Eddie Murphy fan, but he should have won. And oh. I used to like Norbit, but I really don't like to watch it. I don't watch Another it Another one, I don't know if I could ever revisit it, is Seed of Chucky. I can still watch Bride of Chucky, but Seed of Chucky took it to a more weird level. I agree. That whole turkey baster doll situation them trying to be i don't know forward with the whole this this i don't i'm not even gonna go there but that's yeah. another thing the whole blend linda thing yeah, i don't know how well that holds I up don't, yeah i just yeah the see the chucky is where we get weird but i we i do honor and respect the bride of chucky yeah i mean i love jennifer tilly i like the Chucky movies, but it's like something I don't want to revisit because I just enjoyed it so much that I don't know now that I'm older, that my views on things and my humor has changed, would I still like it? So it's like, it, it, it I like it. I'll say I like it. if someone asks me, oh, I'll be like, oh yeah, I love that movie. But mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't look, I'll probably never watch it again. Oh, I got one for you now. Finally. Okay. Say it. If it's not the first five minutes, I'm, I'm, I don't watch up no more. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that I, one's I, just too heavy. That's what I'm saying. I want to watch the first five, ten minutes, get my cries out. I don't watch it no more. I've seen it twice. That's all I need to see. I've seen the first ten minutes a thousand times. <laughs> you know, it's a kind of a happy story, but at the end of the day, she's still dead. <laughs> you know? Jesus Christ. It is, <laughs> but you didn't have to say that. You know, like... That's that's all I have to think about at the end of that movie. But I I think I'm I'm a one a donor. Yes. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> we gotta cut ourselves off. We do. So thank you guys so much for listening. Give us your reviews on Fifty Cent. Tell me if I was being more neutral this time. I tried. I tried, guys. You tried. We tried. Um, Fifty, if you're listening, we didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. Please don't do this to us. Don't. Don't do it. We we have nothing. 
Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Our email is saveyourstory at gmail.com. That, again, that is saveyourstory at gmail.com. One more time, saveyourstory at gmail.com. I love it when commercials do that. Uh, Yay! <laughs> you can give us your media, give us suggestions on who to give, and I think that's all you can do in those emails. Whatever, just send us an email, whatever you want to invite us. Yep, yep. Um, our Instagram is Save Your Sorry, spelled just like the podcast, and we will be updating on there as well of when our episodes come out. Um, our book is Worthy by Jada Pinkett Smith that we will be covering soon, so please pick up a copy. By the soon. It's going to be a banger. If you read along with us, yes. Let us know if you're reading it, if you're not. I, th- I think that's it. It's been wonderful. Bye. See ya.